When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. After view distorting the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. Woo! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network, powered up by the Belly Up Sports Network of Podcast. Sit back and enjoy as we bring you the latest and greatest in the world of sports, everything from the Detroit Lions to the state of Michigan sports to around the country and around the world. So what are you waiting for? Let's get out there. And let's watch the latest edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. And good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube, powered up by Belly Up Sports. Uh, check out our website, bellyupsports.com, for a complete list of all of the podcasts that we have. And, of course, read the latest articles that we have a Wonderful selection of our uh, writers uh, covering all the sports, from NASCAR to all the major sports, soccer, you name it. Some of them that aren't really major sports, uh, for that matter. We're going to have a great show tonight. Really excited to bring in our guest here momentarily. Uh, a friend of the show, I've had him on quite a few times. Uh, he knows his baseball. He knows his, He knows all the sports. And he's a Philadelphia man, and uh, let's bring him in. Let's welcome to the show... The Phil fanatic himself, Mitch Bernstein. Mitch, hey, happy new year. Welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? I am doing well, Lou. I am uh we enjoyed a very nice day here in North Carolina. Uh nice. 70, 77 degrees today. Well, I gotta tell you, just so you're forewarned, we're having a nice storm right now here <laughs> in Grand Ledge. If I lose you, it's because the power went out. It's going out just south of us and uh it's we don't get those very often around here mitch we usually get a lot of snow or yeah. just rain never get ice storms so uh if it happens it's not because i got mad at you just remember that okay i'll, I'll keep that in mind and i kind of knew that already <laughs> all right well we got a lot to talk about as i mentioned mitch uh you know i i don't want to start out on a sour note but let's get the bad part out of the way real quick a look at uh Super Bowl 57, um, it was a great game. I know it wasn't great on your end with the loss, the way it happened. But, you know, Philadelphia had a great year. And uh, I've told you this before. I think Jalen Hurts is uh, – I've always been a big fan of his ever since he played at Alabama. Just a tough loss, but a good game. It was. It was a really good game. Um, you know, and I, I thought about it today coming on how a year and a half ago, maybe even a year ago, um, all of the Negadelphians were uh, make, wanted to make sure that Jalen was the guy. They didn't, wasn't, weren't sure he was. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we spoke during the season, and it's like, yeah. this kid did what he had to do, right? And right. he even performed in the biggest game of his life. Yeah. Um, there's no fault in Jalen Hurts. I mean, absolutely none. 
the fault was on the defensive coordinator, uh, Jonathan Gannon, who many people on Philadelphia Twitter were happy he didn't take the ride back to Philadelphia and he stayed in Arizona. <laughs> there, you know, there, to me, there is no excuse. You had two weeks to prepare for this team. Yeah. And I think the biggest issue is the guy doesn't blitz. And you have to put pressure on Mahomes. And even the front four didn't show up. So it's yeah. it was, I don't know, what did they party too much? Did, were they, they taking it for granted they were get to him, get to him? The field was bad. We knew that. We know that. Still no excuse for not putting any pressure on him. Well, you know, do, do you think he might have got a little set false sense of security from not really playing against a quarterback that really did a lot? You know, in the last, uh, certainly in the playoffs before Mahomes, or even maybe in the last few games of the regular season, do you think he got a little complacent? Um, if he did, shame on him. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, for crying out loud. Yeah, right. You know what right. you have to do. You, if you do it to anybody in the league, you put pressure on him. You force him to throw when they don't want to throw. Turnovers happen. They didn't yeah. get to him once. It's crazy. You know, and it was bad. Yeah, so now you guys both your, or you're going to have new coordinators now, both offensively and defensively. Uh, yeah. You know, it uh it's going to be an interesting look for the Eagles coming up later on in August when uh uh training camp comes out. I know, you know, that's that's a ways down the road, but uh going to be some question marks. It was a great ride this year. I think you guys can keep it up. <clears throat> mhm. I don't think there's a doubt that they can keep it up. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what do they do with Miles Sanders? Um, what do they do with Boston Scott? Listen, we're, we're a Boston Scott. We love Boston Scott. Yeah. We've, and I think I told you this too. We call him Sparky. He's really good. He yeah. hits the hole quick. He's got unbelievable moves. You saw him. They showed a couple of plays where he really juked the defensive players. Not many, not many guys can do that. Um, right the way he does it. Um, you've got the receivers back. Um, Kelsey's going to come back, I think. And so is Brandon Graham. Um, you know who I, you know, people, people will slam me for this, but you know, um, Mr. Um, Big Play Slay, overrated, totally overrated. I, I, he, he shows up and then he doesn't show up. And um, that's I just, a great point. He's too cocky. He yeah. thinks he's over. He thinks he's great, and I think his cockiness gets him in trouble. Very inconsistent. He when he played with Detroit, Mitch, he had some really good games, some great games. But boy, he was like Casper the Ghost in other ones. Boy, and uh, I, you're exactly right. That's a great point. That he's very inconsistent, and uh, you know, I, I just I really do like the core of your team coming back. You know, obviously, the big question now is. When are you going to extend Jalen Hurts? You know, it, the, the the typical stuff that goes on with a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I you know I, they're gonna listen. Um, in the past, Howie Roseman hasn't been a good drafter. Yeah. Um, he did a good job this last year. Um, and he but and his strength is moving money around to yeah. stay under the cap. So they will figure something out, uh, without a doubt. To do to keep him long term, long term, um, to keep those receivers. If they need to move some things around um, in, in other places that aren't as important, he will do that. Um, but you listen, you got a great core. They really have a great core: offensive players, defensive players. Um, and again, you will see what happens when with the contracts, and he'll move on from there. But you know, he's, he is kind of a magician with contracts and, and getting these guys to come out and play for them. And I still think uh, I know you guys had a couple other teams in the playoffs this year, but you know, I mean, New York—they uh, were fortunate enough to play a fraud team in Minnesota. That you talk about no defense, man. Yeah. That, and Dallas, I, you know, they're—they uh, <laughs> always choke in the playoffs. And of course, Washington, I think, is a train wreck right now. But you know, oh, yeah, that's just me. So, and I'm not taking anything away from Philadelphia. I think. You guys are in a good position there. So so we'll talk more about that with you in the summer. But the main reason I want to have you on tonight is talk some baseball because, hey, whoops, let me get the right graphic on there. 
Spring training is here. Yes. Everybody has a chance to win the World Series as, as of February 22nd. And, you know, especially your World Series team, the Phillies. What a ride last year, man. It was so fun to watch. It was. Yeah, and the funny thing is, especially in sports, the unexpected when it, yeah. when, when you don't expect it to happen. And there is, they showed you, there is, I do believe, and we've heard opposing players say it, man, that crowd there, oh. they, 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 they were intimidated, absolutely intimidated. Um, and it was just an amazing, like you said, an amazing ride. Houston, no doubt, the better team. Yeah. Um, but to watch and to listen to that, ballpark go nuts bryson stott today there was an article that put out he watched the world he watched all the all the postseason games and the reporter said yeah which games did you watch he goes all of them and how many did you watch oh, i watched all of them no but how many games how many i watched each game to its entirety wow and then when he <laughs> got to the world series and they lost he hardly had a hard time watching it um it's a huge motivator for them this team, um, listen, again, they picked up a decent crop of players. Um, you have to think that their coaches, their pitching coach, and their hitting coach um, know what they've got in these players now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I took a look at the roster, you know, and Suarez was a huge, huge, huge surprise. I didn't think he was going to be able to – do what he did this year, yeah. and it, I mean, he was the man of the playoffs too, right? In the postseason, yeah. and then and you add between Nolan Wheeler and Suarez, then you add Taiwan Walker, and then you have Bailey Falter, who you know he's okay. Christopher San Sanchez, don't know. I want the Phillies this year. They've never done this, or rarely have done this. Take Andrew Painter if he's good in spring training. Give the kid a freaking chance. Yeah. Put him out there. Phillies rarely do that with the young guys. They put him in, in, in down in the, in the minor league early. I don't think they need to do that. He is so – he's number one prospect. Get him in the lineup like the Braves did with uh, – what was it, uh, Stricker last year? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Get him out there. That's a, <laughs> that's a nice rotation right there. Well, Mitch, it's funny. I was reading The Athletic last week, and they tabbed the Phillies as the most improved team in – in Major League Baseball. And, and it's funny because you got a team that went to the World Series and they're tabbed as coming in the most improved with an over-under, which we'll talk a little bit a little later on, 88 and a half wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you not be excited there in Philadelphia? Yeah, it's – and the only here, – here's the elephant in the room. I mean, listen, look, we'll go through real quickly the bullpen. Yeah. You yeah. got Dominguez, Alvarado. You got Kimbrell. Uh, you got Brogdon, who came on really well last year. Nick Nelson, eh. Um, but you picked up Matt, Matt Strom and Greg Soto. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have a problem with that. No. Um, the only elephant in the room is Nick Castellanos. He <laughs> needs to – now, he said – I read an article yesterday. He knows. He, I mean, we all know he was not comfortable last year. But right. he, I guess, refused either to believe it – uh, and went game to game. But, you know, baseball, Lou, is a mental game, especially oh. when you get up to the plate. Boy, that's – I'm really glad you brought up Nick Castellanos. That guy's been an enigma to me for – ever since he was in Detroit. You know, it, it seems like he – when he was in Detroit, it was almost like he didn't feel like he was loved all the time. Now, I know at one time they were going to trade him when he was the hot prospect for, I think, Gio Gonzalez at Oakland, and they put the kibosh to it. But – God, he, uh, he could still give you 25 to 30 dingers and, you know, he can hit for average. You get about 300 and man, if he just keeps his head in the game. Well, and that's, I think, you know, again, for some reason, yeah, he, he's turned the corner in spring training. So he mm -hmm. admitted he, he was pressing all year. Yeah. Why you, how he gets out of that if, as a professional, you would think he'd be able to get out of that at some point last year, but he never did. So I don't mm -hmm. know what's going to change with him, um, but we all know his potential. If he can fix fix it with Harper out until June, probably, right. um, you know, this team is going to score some runs. Oh. Um, Bryson Stott looked at his swing last year, 
and he knows what he was doing. He was talking about his left hand and his 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 hands and the movement of his hands. And he no, he was tight. He looked tired. He said at the end of this season, and his hands he wasn't coming through the ball. So he's seen that and he knows it. So these young players, these kids, and these veterans, um, and they had fun last year. And I'm looking at spring training videos today. Painter got Schwarber hit a bomb off a, a fastball, and Schwarber went crazy right he's looking mm -hmm. at it going over the fence and painters like this he knows he went took his hat off he caught <laughs> the ball in his glove walked off the mound did a circle you know schwarber's like so that's good for painter to see that okay maybe he i don't know what he, obviously what he was throwing speed wise but he's in the big leagues he knows yeah. what he's got to do yeah yeah so february 25th if i looked at it right is your first uh preseason game and of course, you get the the you know the evil empire. You get the Yankees. <laughs> that, that's the official start of spring training for me, right there, Mitch. And you know it, it, that just means that spring is right around the corner. I, mm -hmm. I I love this time of year. You know, every the enthusiasm for baseball. I'm never going to lose it. Now, talk to me in July if the Tigers are 30 games <laughs> out, which could be a possibility. You know, they're trying to warn us here in Motown that you know they're starting all over again. But no. I, you know, I think this, I don't know why, you know, just to talk about the Tigers for a minute. Yeah. I don't know why this has a little bit of feeling of 2006. Now, I'm not saying the Tigers are going to go to the World Series, but, you know, I got a feeling they may be a little more relevant this year. Some of these rookies and the young, the young folks are going to start to, you know, mean something. They're, they're going to, they're, they're going to start to gel a little bit except for Casey Mize, because now he's out probably till June. Uh, what happened to Casey? Well, they put him on the 60-day DL. I, I didn't know he had back surgery oh. along with his uh, Tommy John or whatever it was he had. So, yeah, that's another one. I mean, it, it, it's sad to see that because, you know, he had all the, all, you know, all the hype. And I'm, mm -hmm. It's still there, but, you know, and then uh, this is our last year for Miggy. Yeah, uh, 40 years old. It, it seems like that career went quick. It did. He's and he, you know what? The epitome of 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 a veteran who has fun playing baseball. Yeah, yep. Right? Uh-huh. He well, he he loves dogging people when he gets on first base. Um, he's smiling all the time, playing with the catchers, you know. It's yeah, that's what it, you know, we, we see that we need to see more of that as fans, I think. Right. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want players to be mic'd up, right? We don't want that. that they can no, do that the no. uh, All Star game and whatever. Right, right. I, Agreed. I, I, that's a whole other issue with the the uh, Ken Rosenthal's in the dugout of the World uh, Series after yeah, that gets old. Get out of there. Just I'm you know, with you. I'm with you. It's enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, yeah. One, I'm going down there. I need to tell you. I mean, I am going down there. Um, uh, Wow. I'll be at the Phillies games on Tuesday, March seventh, and Thursday, March the ninth. Oh wow! Uh, I, I'm envious. I'm envious. I'm doing my uh, annual March uh, pilgrimage for the American Collegiate Hockey Association Nationals, but they're in Boston this year, so I'll be up there in the middle of March. But nothing I'll be wrong thinking, with being in Boston. No, no, not at all. I don't know how Oof. much of it I'll see, but you I know, know, you're busy. Yeah. How many games do you do, Lou? Lou, how many games do you do? Four games a day um, okay. for three days and then two on the fourth day and then one on the fifth day. So I might sneak out, try to get down, you know, do a little sightseeing on the fourth and fifth day, you know, weather permitting and whatnot, you know, but it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing that. That's, uh, you know, it, it, it to me, it's I not ask you. I want to ask you because you're doing my fantasy job of play by play, right? Um, yeah, yeah. How in this situation, how much studying are you need do you need to do or do you do with all those teams coming in and they need to know the names of the players, right? Yeah, it's well, you know, I'm I've got a list of the games that I'm doing, but I won't know the games probably until the end of next week. And it's funny, Mitch. I this will be the eighth year that I've done this format of all these mm -hmm. games. The first year I had a book about, uh, let's see if I can show you, about that thick. Yeah. And I used maybe about that much of it. <laughs> so you just, 
You look at the – I'm very lucky that I can look at a roster and do this with the players in the warm-ups and I can get an idea. Nice. Um, you know, and you just you, – you, you pick up bits and pieces, but a lot of it goes to talking to the coaches. And with this other podcast that I do, I've gotten to know a lot of the coaches in the ACHA over the years. Mm-hmm. And so they'll come up and they'll tell me a couple of guys some unique stories. and But, you know, it's just you, – you feed on that. And that's what I really enjoy, you know. And yeah, I've I mean, hockey. That. I mean, hockey. With it's got to be the hardest play-by-play get job, because especially going into what you're doing, basketball. Yeah. You know, it slows down a little bit. There's five guys on the court at a time. You get your, you get your little um, printout yeah. of who's playing right. Um, baseball's easy. I got to tell you, baseball <clears throat> sometimes can be the hardest, and only because if you're doing a game, yeah, that's a blowout. Yeah, yeah. Say it's like a nine one or whatever, ten nothing, and I've done those. You run out of things to talk about in between, <laughs> yeah, right. and it can drag. It can, yeah, drag, yeah. Know? But I, but, that's amazing, Lou, that you can do that um, yeah. with hockey because it's a. Uh, oh, it's fun. It's it, you. You gotta love it, right? You must. Oh, you, you love it. You've been there for eight years. Good for you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, speaking of somebody turning forty, I saw something on. Uh, Today, when I was reading, um, I don't know if it was ESPN or MLB, Alan Trammell's 65 this year, and he's still going to tra- spring training. And obviously, he was one of my idols in the 70s when he came up with Lou Whitaker and mm-hmm. Morris and all that. Boy, oh boy, you know, it's just, you know, some of the guys that we follow. But speaking of that, I want to bring this up before we get to the rules. Um, we lost a good guy in baseball, yeah. Tim McCarver. Um, you know, I, I can remember him playing in the 70s. Uh, I don't remember the 68 World Series. That was just a little before my time. but And I know he was playing for your, your hated enemy at that time. But, uh, boy, I loved listening to him uh, do the broadcast or watching him, I should say. You know, and yes. what a what – a, I think he was the epitome of a very good – just a good color analyst. I know he did a little play-by-play, but – uh, you know, uh, I was sad to hear the news that he passed away. Yeah, it's for for us all the heads. You know, yeah. it's been a tough three years. Uh, yeah, pandemic. We lost so many Hall of Famers. Yeah, um, and even and since then, it's it's it, you know, I, I I hear of it and I go, oh, it's 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 yeah. depressing. It's yeah. We watch these guys play. We listen to him. He had so much fun in the booth, and that oh. was the other thing he was able to get across was that he was just having a blast. He yeah. knew the game as a catcher and, you know, a lot of these analysts as catchers know what they're talking about. Oh, sure. sure. <clears throat> Great rapport with the, the play-by-play guys. Um, mm-hmm. And would always have something intelligent to say yeah. uh, about the pitching, the defense, whatever it was, whatever was, was there in front of him. He would uh, always say, and he had that high high pitch laugh when he would be working with his co co, co- announcers. Yeah, and um, and he was a great player. Again, I don't, <clears throat> at this point, you know, I don't remember him playing games specifically, but right. we just know that they were great. We got to see them, um, and knew how great they were at the time. And like I've told you before. When we watched NBC uh, NBC Game of the Week on Saturdays, mm-hmm. it didn't matter what team was on. Could have been the Cardinals. Then you had right. Bobby Gibson. You had Carmen Carver. You had all these players. Ozzie. It didn't make a difference. I didn't care yeah. if my team wasn't on. I just, right. Every team had a Hall of Famer, at least one. Yeah, he was. He was one of them. Now, did he? He was on that eighty team that one, right? <clears throat> I was, believe so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and you know, and I is I've come around on Joe Buck as an announcer. I didn't like him when he first started, but I really believe that Tim McCarver made him a much better play-by-play man in baseball. Yeah. Um, I think didn't, yeah. didn't um, Joe say that in an article? Yes. I read? And I, I a hundred percent agree with him. And I, I kind of miss Joe Buck doing baseball. I, yeah. uh, I've come around a long ways. I never liked him. You know, he always sounded a little arrogant and condescending. I thought maybe nepotism at its best because, to me, his dad, Jack, was yeah. you know, one of the best of all time. Him and Ernie and uh, Vin Scully and, you know, Kurt Gowdy, you name it. Um, and But, yeah, I'm a, 
I always love listening to McCarver. I it, it's he's going to be missed. Absolutely, yeah, it's tough. It you know for us, like I said, we 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 watch these guys play, and yeah. you know to see you, know, you get that notification on your phone, it's like you know, another one. You know, so it's it's, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. It really is. All it's, right. Makes, Makes us makes us know that you know looks at your mortality, right? <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? All right, let's have a little fun with something now. See how many of these we agree on and disagree on. Let's start with these rule changes. <laughs> um, what's your stance on the shift? It's fine. Let it go back to where it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> so you're I'm you're okay, okay with them banning it? I'm okay. Okay. Yes. Well, you and I are going to disagree on that. Um, I just, to me, I I just think that, no, I just, my thing is the, I think some of the art of the game has been taken away and, you know, I don't know these, the guys don't learn how to hit the opposite way anymore. Will this help it? I don't know. Not a fan. I, I, I just don't like it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because you, it, it, it wasn't a big deal when they, when people were do started to do it right years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's the, <clears throat> what was the, uh, if you will, modus operandi behind it, right? Why, 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 why did they do well? They, they were trying to, they knew the guy was going to pull. Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, I think it might be a reaction to the number of, of strikeouts, that have uh, blown up over the past three or four or five years um, to allow the players to um, the, the pull hitters are going to take advantage of it for sure. Right. So, well, I think it's fine. I mean, again, yeah, you could go lots of ways with it, right? You could say, Oh, that's the thing. Only or you could only shift in the odd innings <laughs> or you can only <laughs> shift once in an inning, right? You could have done that, but, well, it's funny as I saw something on it. I think it was uh, today I was reading where the, the 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 fielders cannot make a running start to go to a different – like, for example, like once the pitcher's in the set position or when he's about to throw, they, the, the fielders can't run over to left field for the right hand or for the left hand, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They got to stay there. And it's, yes. it, that's going to be fun to watch on that. But I get your point. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, maybe, I don't know. I, I just don't like it. I'm starting to lean a little bit more and you're kind of helping me with that. But now, uh, what do you think of the pitch clock? Hate it. Yeah. Absolutely hate it. Um, you know, and I'm going to say this as one who has watched this game for 50 some odd years, right? Leave, don't, don't put a time on anything in baseball. Yeah. There is a method to the madness, you know, um, if in fact, and I don't know how you do this with the guys who take that long amount of time, how you could punish those <laughs> stepping off and I don't know how you do that, but most of the guys have a rhythm. The players right. are ready. They know when to go. Now you got the umpires having to deal with the, looking at the pitch clock. The pitchers are going to be seeing the pitch clock, right? It's going to be behind the, <laughs> behind the catcher. Right. Yeah. And you get all this other crap going on. And then you're, you're going to talk about throwing over to first base. <laughs> I love the way baseball is. Let the pitcher throw over. You know, the people like this is Bank Park. Phillies fans, they can say boo when they throw over. I listen to this a lot during the season. Not every team, not every field fans do this. Stop booing. It's part of the game. This is the problem I have, Lou, with this generation watching baseball. I wanted you to, you and I should do a poll when I start my show. How many people actually go to the games to watch the game and not as a social event? Right. The people that go as a social event are not watching the game. No, they could give a crap about these rules, yeah. and those are the baseball the teams who watch who, people who watch baseball don't want baseball to be screwed around with the pitch clock. I can right. I can guarantee that. Okay, I need your help on this rule that I was reading on today. What the holy hell is the? Explain to me the disengagement pickoff rule. Do you know it? <laughs> 
I read it and I think I know it. Now, is it where, like, if I'm in the stretch and you're on first, yeah, if I, I can only step off the rubber twice, or or do I only get two throws over there? I think it's two throws over. And if you do it the third time, it's a balk. Yeah, and they're they're reinforcing the balk rules now. <laughs> what the, the guys hell? <laughs> and the guys, listen, I don't know. I I I don't know if they understand it, and but they again they they want to for the guys that do, and there's only a few that rock yeah. that do that rock and motion and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, that messes up a hitter's time, <laughs> <laughs> but it's up to the hitter to adapt. Yeah. Right. Back in the day, Satchel with the windup, you know, you know, right, you, I mean, right. you kind of knew when it was coming, but still, you're having to watch the arm go like this. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know about that one. Haven't thought about that one enough. And how uh, it, it will I just me. saw it today. I just saw it today, and I'm like, what? I, I guess I can see that, but you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. Speeding. It's, they want us to They want to speed right. up the game. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't want to speed up the game. Leave the game alone. I don't care if I'm there for two and a half, three hours. Right. So what? Yeah. I, you know, I it's wish all was... about this. It's all about this, this generation of, I want, I want instant gratification. Yes. Yes. Not baseball. Wasn't made like that. No, you you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I, game. I want to see the hit and run. I want to see stolen bases. Yes. You know, I, I want to see bunts once in a while. I mean, you'll make these guys earn it. You know, I, I, that's why I am so, so disappointed that they kept the guy, the runner oh. on second in the 10th inning. I thought they were going away with that. Little. I did too. I mean, what is the slow pitch softball again? What the hell? You know, or, Literally. I don't, or, I yeah. don't, I don't get it. Now, the other thing is I've also read that the players don't mind it. Really? Yes. They actually, I think I've read that they like it. So when I go to spring training, I'm going to yeah. try and whatever, however I can see if I can, you know, I, I, I've been in touch with Bryson Stott's mom. She I had her on the show. Yeah, we tweet back and forth. I'm going to see if I can get somehow find a, a player or two and just ask yeah. him. What do you guys think? And ask him, see what they say. I'm gonna. That's a great idea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a hold of. I know a couple of the play-by-play guys for the minor leagues up here. I'll ask them what they think and if they have talked to the players. That, that I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I mean, it's, uh, it's I mean, another people will uh, say it's fair because both teams get to do it, but. Let them let them earn it, right? You know, <clears throat> why don't they just start with one ball and one strike while they're at it? Something <laughs> softball <laughs> rules, right? Exactly. Right? Want to speed up the game? <laughs> somebody said, I think I told you somebody on my show. I forget who it was. They said, play the game like to the eleventh inning. Yeah. If nobody scores, then then you can put the guy on second base. I can live with that. I mean, you know, it's. At that point, they're not scoring. You got these relievers yeah. coming in, throwing a hundred, striking yeah. guys out, weak contact, whatever. I get uh-huh. that zero 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 zero, whatever sure. happens. So let them do it for three innings. Yeah. Fun part, yeah. and then it becomes more dramatic because now in the twelfth inning they're putting on the guy in second. Right. Base. Well, you know, That's to me, more fun to me than just throwing it out there. To me, putting a runner on second is like the shootout in hockey. Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, what do you, you think? Bust your ass. You know, I'd rather have a tie in hockey than a shootout. So would I. You know, I mean, I mean what, the whole thing for me. 10 little, minutes. As and you're a hockey guy for sure. When they instituted the shootout, I'm like, is this really fair? Uh, they play 60 minutes, busting their butts, and if a guy can't, one guy on your team can't score a goal, the team loses. It's a team you know, game. It's and, not an individual game. And in a tie, go back to the one point for a tie. And it's funny you bring that up because I, you know, the league that I do the play-by-play for in regular season, they do the shootout. And to a man, I've talked to four of the seven coaches and they hate it. And I'm like, well, if you guys hate it so much, why is the rule in? Why don't you just play to a tie? You know, but that's a subject for another day. I think the only rule that, you know, one of the rules I really don't have an issue with in baseball is the bigger, the bigger base. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I don't have an issue with that. No, I, you know, if it saves on injuries, that's great. You know, yes. It's, I, yes. And, <laughs> did you see? But, did you see the the meme out there when somebody posts on Facebook with <laughs> Jose Altuve? <laughs> that was great. Oh, man, Jose Altuve. This is what the bases look like. <laughs> that was great. That was great. A lot of, there's a lot of funny people on Facebook and Twitter. I got to tell you. Oh yeah. You know, it's right? definitely an entertainment. So, so yeah. So baseball's around the corner. Can't yes. wait. Let's, uh, uh-huh. let's talk about some over-unders before I let you go. All right. All right. Obviously the first one, your Phillies are 88 and a half. I love the over on that. And I'm not saying that because you're on the show. I, I see 91, 92 wins at least for the Phillies. I was saying, I was saying the same thing. I was at 92. Yeah, I like it. Some of the other ones that I brought up, and I'm going to go, and you might think I'm crazy on this one, but I'm going to put a little bit of uh, my hard-earned money on the Red Sox. I think they're going to be better than 77 and a half wins. You think I'm crazy? Well, <laughs> if, they, if they get the pitching, I mean, sales back, right? Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. And they and they signed um sales about as dependent dependable as my putting. So I know, I know. <laughs> but listen, if he's there, if yeah. he can throw can start 20 games, that's good, right? Right, right. Um and they signed um they signed Xander, right? Yes. I mean they got a little bit of a core there. Yeah. Um, they got a they got a decent manager, so you know we'll see. I know they're in a tough division, but I, that just looks awful low to me, you know. And I think a lot of the, other the, ones, the, the you know, all these other ones are right around 95 and a half. And I know the Mets every year, they say the Mets are going to break through and win 100 games. I mean, with that pitching staff, they have no excuses. But, man, I just – I'm staying away from the Mets. Um, you know, the Yankees and the Dodgers – I don't know if the Dodgers are going to get to 96 wins. No, I don't know either. I don't think the Yankees are going to get to 94. I don't either. What about the Braves? Oh, let me, you know what? Let me look it up real quick. I'll get on my phone. I mean, that's a scary team. (laughs) How about that Michael Harris kid? Yeah, the Braves are 95, 94 and a half. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's, I might even go a little bit over on them too. I mean, and that, so Michael Harris, yeah, Acuna back for a full season. Talk about scary. Yeah, and I mean, and the good I, thing is, Lou. So the you know the schedules have changed. Yeah, there aren't as many interdivisional games, intradivisional games. Oh, that's right. Philly helps the Phillies a lot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And yeah. here's an interesting one right here. There's one on DraftKings that over under any team. Winning over 105 and a half. Do you think any team in the league is going to get to 106? Over is even money, plus 100. Under is minus 125, which means you know you bet 100. You'd have to bet 125 to win 100. Um, Man, that's, that's a, a tough number. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't take that bet now for anybody. No, no, me either. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the Dodgers aren't, I don't think they're as good. They've lost a lot of people, you know, and you got San Diego might finally do something where they're, you know, they can put a little heat on them, but maybe. And I think in the, and I think in the American League East, all those teams are going to beat on each other. I mean, they'll get around 90 to 94. And in your division, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I, mean, I don't think the Phillies will. Again, I think the Mets and the and the Braves. I would go Braves and Mets at this stage of the game, just yeah. because. Even though the Phillies got to the World Series, obviously, I just yeah. think that those teams are just a teeny bit better, just a bit better than the Phillies right now in terms of defense for sure and um, consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, listen, it could be close. Um, Brave, the Braves scare me, but then again, it helps the Phillies because. Yeah. They don't play him 19 times. They're playing him like, go. I don't know, what is it, 10 or 12? I think so, yeah. It's yeah. nice. So you bringing the show back this year? Yeah, I'm gonna, I am gonna. was trying to I'm trying to start next uh, – with a show next week. But okay. I'm, working, I'm going to be working with another uh, uh, venue, so to speak. Oh, good. And he, has, he hasn't sent me the StreamYard information yet. Oh, okay. So I'm focusing in on 
sports book, baseball book authors. Oh, nice. Um, sports artists. And then, of course, the Phillies. And, well, and there baseball. you go. Yeah, so there's a lot of oh. artists out there that I love their work. I want to promote them a little bit, show people what they've done. Some of this stuff is so amazing. Um, authors, pff, there's so many out there, so many books. Hey, guess who I talked to? It's who I, I uh, found him on Twitter, and I asked him a question, and he responded. And I asked him if he'd come on the show. He said, sounds good. I gave him a little detail about the show. And uh, then he followed me, Mr. Rob Dibble. Oh, wow. Good for you. Man, yeah, the wild thing. He's, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun interview. Yeah, because he, I, I, so I found him because he was on a podcast and he was just talking about these rules changes and he hates them. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Oh my God, you guys will have a hoot. That's great. <laughs> Mitch, hey, God, the time flies. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Enjoy spring, uh, spring training down will there. Will do. And, uh, you know, uh, would love to have you on again right about when the season starts, if you can yeah. squeeze it in. And uh, we'll get our official – we'll do it right before the start of the season, and we'll get All our right. official predictions in. How's that? All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, enjoy. Again, thanks for coming on. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, we'll talk to you in about a month. How's that sound? Perfect. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Thank have well. a good Thank night. Thank you, Lou. You bet. Mitch Bernstein from the Burn With Mitch show. He's going to be back. We'll give you all the details on his show when he comes up uh, a little bit later on uh, towards uh, the end of uh, spring training. A wealth of information, that being Mitch Bernstein. You know, he he's, talks to a lot of great authors, like he said, artists. Uh, you know, one of the things that he's done a lot with on his show over the years, too, is given a lot of publicity to uh, the uh, Negro League museums and talking to, to old players, uh uh, family members of old players and whatnot. And they're very, very interesting interviews. He's done a lot with baseball and he's such a wealth of knowledge uh, with that. So uh, always love having Mitch on great, great insight and a big fan of the Phillies. That's for sure. And uh, you know, it's always a great time having him on. You're watching the captain Lou extravaganza here on uh, the captain Lou sports network on YouTube. Uh, we are powered up by belly up sports uh, check us out, bellyupsports.com. We've got uh, just a great array of uh, sports writers on the network. Uh, uh, also, check out our uh, lineup of podcasts, audio, and video. And uh, again, it's uh, very blessed to be a part of the uh, Belly Up Sports Network. And, uh, you know, with them letting us be, um, you know, a part of. Uh, them, their network, as I mentioned, and uh, getting the opportunity to uh, come to you via Belly Up Sports. So again, we want to thank them. So uh, we'll have another show again next week. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday on my podcast, the ACHA Power Play, uh, the ACHA National Tournament starts in three weeks. Three weeks from tomorrow is puck drop. And we want to let you know again that each night we will be doing a recap show right here. Uh, on uh, Captain Lou Sports Network, the ACHA tonight. What it's we're going to be live there from Boston. We will be a part of the national broadcast, the national tournament. Um, we will have a recap of all the games, all the scores, interviews, you name it. Uh, it'll be right here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube, uh, and also will be um, on the ACHAHockey.org website. So really excited about that. Got a lot going on. Speaking of hockey, real quick, we got a few minutes left of the show here. How about our Red Wings? Nine wins out of the last 13, six out of the last seven. They had a very, very successful road trip. Four out of five going out west, beating Edmonton, beating Calgary, beating uh, Vancouver. Last night, going cross-country, beating Washington. I know they didn't have Ovechkin. He's back now, but wow. If you would have told me on January 1st, Detroit would be in a very, very good position to possibly get one of those wild-card spots, they're there. And, you know, now the question is going to be, what do they do at the trade deadline? Are they going to stand pat? Are they going to be sellers? Are they going to be buyers? Because if you look at the standings, uh, I'm going to just take a quick peek while we talk about it. I won't bring it up on the uh, site, but um, you take a look at the standings right now. The Red Wings are two points out of the first wild, or I beg your pardon, three points out of the first wild card position uh, behind the New York Islanders. 
But the key to this is they've got four games in hand on them. So let's just say they win three of those games, they would get that spot. They win two of those games, they would get that spot. The second wild card spot is held by the Florida Panthers. They're two points ahead of Detroit. Detroit's got four games in hand on them as well. So Detroit's sitting in a pretty good spot. Now, I know Buffalo is right behind them. They're a, they've got a game in hand on Detroit, and they're sitting two points behind. Uh, Ottawa's four points behind. And you look in the other division, Pittsburgh is uh, one point ahead of Detroit, and they're even on games played. But Washington has got – Detroit's got three games on hand in hand on Washington and they're two points ahead or they're even with them. So this is a spot that I didn't know the Red Wings would be in, but they are. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch down the stretch. They got a huge game tomorrow night at home against the Rangers, the blue shirts. They're at 75 points right now. They're playing well. Detroit's not going to catch Boston, obviously 43, eight and five, 91 points. They're going for the record for the most uh, points in a season. They got a pretty good shot at doing that. Maple Leafs and the Lightning are ahead of Detroit. I don't think they're going to catch them. But, hey, if they can keep the momentum going, I want them to get in the playoffs. I'm tired of playing for draft picks and draft lottery and all that. You know, this is – you get in the playoffs, you get a hot goaltender. You never know. You might sneak a couple of series in. Huso's playing well for Detroit. Now, I know they are not may not be at the level of uh, – Boston or Carolina or Toronto. The Devils are playing. To me, they've had a hell of a year. They started out so hot. Um, they got beat last night by the Canadians, but, you know, it may just be a hiccup. And you look at the West, you got Dallas on top in that division. I didn't see that happening. I thought Colorado would run away with that. There's still plenty of time left. Uh, they got 27 games. Detroit's got 26 games. Vegas on top again. The Kings playing well. The Kraken. Who would have thought the Kraken would be doing good? We're going to talk more hockey throughout the rest of the year because, again, we're about two months away from the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's the best playoff format there is in all the major sports, my opinion. So, yeah, it's going to be fun keeping an eye on the Red Wings. Now the uh, it's going to be the start of uh, – they're going to start talking about trade deadline. That's coming up here, I believe, in seven day, or nine days. So we'll keep an eye on that if something breaks – before next week, uh, you know, we'll make sure to um, talk about it here on the show as well. So, again, we want to thank uh, Mitch Bernstein, the Burn with Mitch host, uh, the Phil Fanatic, for coming on. And, again, any comments you have on the show, please feel free to let me know. Send me an email, sweetlou1965 at yahoo.com, or uh, follow me on Twitter at RealCaptainLou. Follow me on Facebook, uh, Lewis Gamlin as well or and also our captain lou extravaganza facebook page so uh it's been a fun show tonight uh we want to talk about something you know serious last week we were off uh had a little family emergency uh had to be away out of town for a week uh, everybody's doing good uh your father had some hospitalization but he's doing really really well so thank goodness for that but here, something happened close to home. I know if you have seen it on, if you don't live in Michigan, if you do, uh, you know what happened at Michigan State University nine days ago with the tragic uh, events with the shooting and the fatalities. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's senseless. And I, I it, it hits, you know, this is something that hit close to home. I've got uh, nieces that go to school there and uh, friends that have kids there and, uh you know, I go by there a hundred times um, a year. You know, it, it's obviously it's 15, 20 minutes away from where I live. You know, we kid a lot about the rivalry between Michigan and Michigan State. Um, you know, we like to banner back and forth. Uh, there's been a lot of goofy things done between the two teams. Um, most of it good. Some of it not good with the tunnel and this and that. But uh it was very heartwarming to see last Saturday night at Michigan when they played Michigan State in that game um, where uh, Michigan came out with a tribute with the alma mater and the T-shirts and all that. It uh, What a senseless act. And, uh, you know, before, you know, Tom Izzo coming out and speaking to the students in the university last Thursday, it uh, if that didn't move the needle or move your heart, I don't know what will. You know, brought me to tears watching him. And then 
watching him Saturday night, you know, during the alma mater and the, you know, the playing of the national anthem, it just, you know, you just can't take nothing for granted. And I'm not going to go political on this, but you know, it's got to stop sometime. It really does. And it, it's, it just, I don't know. It's senseless. My heart aches for the families. You know, my heart aches for the students. That's supposed to be a sanctuary. They go there to learn, to better themselves. You know, now students are afraid to go to class. It's not supposed to be that way. And it hurts. It really does. And to see the community come together. Now, on Sunday, they had a welcome back to the students on Michigan State's campus. And, you know, I, I want to thank Meyer for what they did, all everything. There was probably 30 to 40,000 people there. We were kind of helping part of it. Our family helped out. We did a stand. You're just letting the kids paint rocks, uh, paint nice messages on the rocks and stay strong, Spartan strong. You know, it it, uh, it was heartwarming. And then I know it was about 2.30 in the afternoon, maybe 2 o'clock. The event went from 1 to 4. Looked up in the sky and there was an airplane. And it had a message from Ohio State. Say, we love you, Michigan State. Spartan strong, we're with you, Ohio State. Classy. And it just, you know, it just goes to show you, you can have heated rivalries on the field and on the gridiron. And the alumni will banner back and forth, Walmart, Wolverine, you name it, whatever. But to see something like this bring the sports community and the college communities together for a, a cause like this was truly heartwarming. And here on our show, I want to thank um, you know, Ohio State and Michigan for doing what they did and everybody else that you know helped out with these students. It they still need the help. The kids that are in the hospital still, you know, they haven't been released yet. The five that were critically injured. It's going to take a while, and it's going to take a while for everybody to get over this, as it does at every university, Virginia Tech, uh, Virginia, the elementary schools. It's just, it's getting out of hand. But, you know, we're just, we're thinking about you. And and one kind of hit close to home for me, uh, being just right around the corner. So, anyways, on that note, well, that's going to do it for our show tonight. Again, we want to thank uh, Mitch Bernstein for coming on, the uh, Phil Fanatic. Again, he'll have more information on his show coming back up, starting back up with baseball season starting in less than a month. We want to thank you, the viewer, too, for taking time out to watch us. As always, if it's not for you, we wouldn't be doing this. So thank you from the bottom of our heart. That's going to do it tonight. Until next week, we will have two shows again next week on Tuesday night. We will have the uh, ACHA Power Play at 7, and then Wednesday night, 7.30 next week, we will have another edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. So make sure you join that. All right. Just reminder, keep your heads up. Keep your feet moving. Keep your sticks down. And as always, keep your minds and your hearts wide open. This is Captain Lou saying so long until next week. Thanks for joining us on the Captain Lou Extravaganza on the Captain Lou Sports Network. So long.